It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Reds podcast on a Thursday. I'm James Erpine, Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com, coming up in just a few minutes. Chad Dodson of RedLegNation.com will be on the show tomorrow on Twitter. At James Erpine, at Locked On Reds, subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcast, and you can check out LockedOnReds.com where we got a bunch for you, including articles, videos, and so much more in every single podcast as well. On the website, LockedOnReds.com, I want to start, well, very briefly, with the Reds' 19-4 loss. They lost 19-4 yesterday. At one point, it was 17 to nothing. And uh, Cleveland fans, well, they can celebrate for a day because, well, they're still down in the Ohio Cup. Two games to one. LeBron left. And let's be honest here, we would have taken two out of three against the Indians. There's not much to dissect uh, in that game outside. Tyler Malley struggled and he had pitched well up until that point. I'm not really concerned about that. Overall, still feel really good about where the Reds are right now. They are 41 and 52 on the year off today. Tomorrow, they take on the St. Louis Cardinals on the road for three before the all-star break. It'll be interesting. But uh, the news of the day yesterday as much as if it was the loss, the, the thing that stood out to me was Bobby Nightingale. Nightingale covers the Reds for the Cincinnati Enquirer, and he caught up with Reds general manager Nick Kroll. And basically, Kroll said the plan for Homer Bailey was simple. For him to start two more times in AAA, make two more rehab starts, and then he will get promoted back to the big leagues. He will be back in the starting rotation with the Cincinnati Reds. And my instant reaction was probably like yours. What the beep, 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 beep. What are you doing? This was Robert Stevenson's time. And then I took last night and I thought about it because there wasn't like a good baseball game to watch. So I had plenty of time to think. And I came to one conclusion. This decision to promote Homer Bailey after the inevitable Matt Harvey trade will be a simple one. They're going to do that because they don't believe in Robert Stevenson. All signs pointed to Robert Stevenson coming up and joining the big league club. Really? Clearly not. And and so that's where we will start with Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. Doug, I just, and I appreciate you joining me. You can follow him on Twitter at DougDirt24. Doug, I look at this team in this organization, and if they're not willing now to promote a guy like Robert Stevenson, who is a number one prospect in this organization, number one pitching prospect in this organization for a long time, a guy that they need answers on, a player that has had his ups and downs, certainly had his work ethic concerns, or or people have expressed concerns with his work ethic. That being said, Homer Bailey's older, he's injured, he's banged up, he hasn't been good in five years, and yet somehow, someway, he's going to be a starter in the rotation before Robert Stevenson. To me, and let me know if you agree with this, this says more about Robert Stevenson and what he probably isn't doing right or what they don't think he's doing right versus what Homer Bailey has done to earn that spot. There's a lot of ways you can look at this. One is the way that you're looking at it. Uh, Two could be, hey, maybe maybe Bob Castellini isn't willing to say, I'm going to pay this guy $38 million over the next two years to not pitch in the rotation. I mean, that's... I mean, the Reds' front office decided he's going to go to the bullpen. 
And last time he pitched in Triple A Louisville was out of the bullpen. And he got a full five days rest before that bullpen stint. And then immediately afterwards, without really seeing how he would recover, how his body would recover, making another bullpen uh, appearance a day or two later, they decided he's no longer in the bullpen. That seems a little bit weird to me from a baseball perspective. I mean, he had a, he had a full five days rest, so it's not like he was pitching on no rest, and it was you know they knew his his arm wasn't going to recover because. You know, he hadn't done that before. This is the same amount of rest, and he threw two innings, as you, you know, like he would as a starter. So, I don't know. That, that just seems weird to me that they made that decision based off of one bullpen outing where he was on full starter's rest. Doug, last time we talked, we, we discussed Robert Stevenson and how he was heating up a bit. Uh, tell our listeners how Stevenson has done recently in AAA. I mean, I, I think he's done pretty well down there. You know, his last outing, um, he struck out, you know, 12 batters. Um, you know, the control, it, you know, with Robert Stevenson, that's always going to be the question until he proves otherwise. And as of late, over his past five starts, it's been pretty good. Uh, but the two starts before that, I mean, he walked four guys in each start. Uh, there, there's still some struggles there when you look, you know, over the last month and a half. But right now, he's pitching very, very well. And, you know, I've mentioned it before, he's out of options at the end of this year. Um, and if you still want to believe that Robert Stevens is going to be a starter in the future, and I'm not willing to give up on that. I, I know that some people are. I'm not. I, I see enough out of him that I think that he's still got what it takes to be a starting pitcher. That You have to take the time between now and the end of the year to find out if he's going to be that guy next year or not. And I, I'd rather that not be in September when he's not facing everyday major league lineups because you don't get the same kind of information when only six of the guys in the lineup are major leaguers. Yeah, and that's a good point there. And the other thing I think with Stevenson and how this is going, and Mo talked about this yesterday, is there a chance that they could consider trading him? What kind of trade value would a guy like Stevenson have? I mean, I, I think everybody realistically is on the table. I mean, I don't think they're going to trade Suarez. I don't think they're going to trade Votto. But I think anybody else is on the table in the right kind of deal. And I think that Robert Stevenson right now, I mean, he's a guy that I think other teams could be interested in, but the trade value probably isn't all that high. Now, there is some value there. He's got a great arm. Um, if a team wants to, quote-unquote, buy him as a reclamation project, so to speak, um, you know, I, I think teams would be interested. I don't think he's going to carry a deal. But if he is a, a toss-in to add value to a deal with someone else being the headliner, I, I think you could, you could see that happen, and it would bring value to the Reds if they wanted to go down that road. With that said, kind of given how the Reds' rotation has played out the last couple of years, and I think that for the most part um, they've been relatively healthy this year. I know that you know Homer Bailey is injured right now, and it took a while to get DiScofani back, but... For the most part, the guys have been healthy this year, but the previous few years we've seen what's happened, and the Reds have needed so many different options of starting pitcher that I don't think the Reds would just toss him into any old trade. There would have to be a legitimate reason to toss in Robert Stevenson because he does provide that depth for you. We're talking with Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. Doug is on Twitter, at DougDirt24. Uh, Doug, it's there's so much I want to talk to you about. I, I do think that this is interesting, the, the idea that the Reds – could not go all in, but look this offseason, and I think it would be more likely this offseason, by trading some of their better assets and getting a all-in number one ace-type player, ace-type prospect uh, to pitch and kind of lead the rotation 
through this rebuild and into contention. Uh, do you think they have the the prospects to get something like that done? And do you think that's something that they realistically could do this offseason? I mean, they absolutely have the prospects. It's whether or not they're going to be willing to bite that bullet and trade them. Um, you know, I, I personally believe that right now, Nick Senzel, Hunter Green, and Taylor Trammell are all top 25 prospects in all of baseball. You can get just about anybody on the trade market with that package of players. Um, now, whether it makes sense for the Reds to do that and whether the right kind of player is even going to be available to make that happen is a completely different question. Um, now, you know, Nick Senzel plays a position, or two positions, I guess, where he's kind of blocked right now. Uh, you know, Scooter Jeanette, at least for right now, he's still a Red, and he, he's still performing well. I know he hasn't been playing quite to the same level over the last month or so, but, you know, on the season... He's pretty much the same exact guy he was last year, and he was pretty darn good last year, pretty darn good this year. Uh, you know, over at third base, again, Suarez isn't going anywhere. Um, so right now, you know, there's not really a place for Nixon Zell to play. If, if they decide that, you know, hey, we're closer than we thought we were because of how we've played lately, uh, you know, if, if Nixon Zell is the guy that's going to get you that ace, that true number one type guy at the top of your rotation, and that guy's got a little bit of control. Now, who that pitcher is, I'm not sure. There's probably a few guys that potentially could fit that mold. You know, maybe it makes sense for the Reds to do that. I mean, we've seen them do that in the past. Uh, they went out and got a Matt Latos a couple of years ago, trading tons of top prospects for him. Um, you know, it, it, it kind of makes sense if you want to look at it like that. I'm not sure that I would do that. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's certainly something I think the Reds could at least take a look at. Doug, as, as far as this team goes and how close they are to getting past the rebuild and getting into the playoffs or contending for a playoff spot, do you think that with, uh, I guess, the right move in the rotation for 2019, that Billy Hamilton, and he's playing better right now, but can Billy Hamilton be the center fielder, an everyday player on a playoff contender? Yeah, of course he can. I, I don't think he's the most ideal candidate. But if the rest of your team is good, then yes. Um, I, I think that right now, you know, I would be looking for an upgrade in center field, and that's nothing against Billy Hamilton. He's very good at what he's good at, but even though he's been hitting a little bit better of late, he's still not a very good hitter. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't mean to try and speak badly of Billy Hamilton, uh, but, I mean, he's, he's six years into his major league career, and he's never really hit. Um, and for all the good that he does defensively and on the bases, I mean, I, I think that it's, it's fair to say that he isn't, he's not a good hitter. And I, I think that if you're going to truly contend, and I don't just mean, you know, contend for a wild card, if you're going to be a true contender, you really don't want to have true weak spots on your team. And I think that Billy Hamilton's offense is one of those things. Yeah, and to me, I think you could deal with, with Billy if he's the only one. And I, I like Para, Jose Peraza, and I think he's been uh, pretty – He's delivered so much or, or so far this season, at least what we would have expected. But I don't think you can have a, a Billy Hamilton, uh, Adam Duvall in the lineup here and there, and a guy like Jose Peraza. It just To me, they're, those are the guys that if you can find upgrades at those positions, you do so. And I think it's probably more likely that they find one in center field versus shortstop because I, I don't think there's many shortstops, at least in the organization, that could replace a guy like Jose Peraza. Yeah, you know, when you, when you look at the depth chart in the minor leagues, there, there's not really a shortstop closely uh, available right now. Now, there's not exactly a, a center fielder beating down the door either. Uh, you have to go down to Daytona before you get to Taylor Trammell um, for a guy who's hitting right now and can also play center field. Now, Jose Series in Double A, and he's doing 
okay power-wise. Uh, you know, defense, he's there, but he's hitting about 200 and striking out 40% of the time right now. Now, granted, it's early in his, his double-A career. He just got promoted a couple of weeks ago, but he's not ready right now to step into that role. Um, you know, I, I think that the, the trade market would have to be there. And, you know, if the Reds wanted to get really creative, you know, you, you can always try and slide Scott Shebler over there and see what happens. We, we saw what happened when the Reds put Shinsu Chu in center field a couple of years ago. Now, granted, the starting pitching was much better back then, and so you, you didn't really need the defense quite as much as you need it now. Um, but we, we've seen when you have a, a below average to arguably one of the worst defensive center fielders every day playing out there, they can still hit, and the rest of your team is good. You can make that happen and still win a bunch of ball games. Doug, I, w- I want to play a game, and I didn't preface you on this, but but we'll see uh, what you think. As far as the trade goes, I- I'll name a player, and given his value or his performance, you tell me whether or not if you were the GM you would consider not consider trading him, but how realistic it would be for a trade. Is that all right? Yeah, let's let's do it. All right, let's let's start with Billy Hamilton. We've been talking about him. Would you would you keep or move Billy? I'd be looking to move him. Yeah, I agree with you there. I, I totally agree. What about Matt Harvey? You deal him? Absolutely. There's, there's no question. <laughs> All right. Let, let's go with one of the harder ones. Scooter Jeanette. I would move him. You would? So what, I would. What, what kind of trade value do you think a guy like – he's the one that's so – it's tough for me because he was a guy that they got off the scrap heap. I didn't expect him to deliver last year's numbers this season, and he's even better, and he's in the All-Star game. What do you think Scooter Jeanette's worth on the trade market? I mean, I, I think you could get a back end top 100 prospect and then another guy who has potential that's not quite, you know, a, maybe not a top 10 organizational guy, but a guy who has potential to be that guy down the road. And, you know, just given his, his market, um, you know, I, like you said, it, it's tough to kind of figure out exactly what he's worth, but the Reds have so many options at second base, and he's only got a year and a half left. I, I just think it makes too much sense to try and get some value for him right now because you do have those other options. I do think that with Jeanette, it, let's say they hold on to him and he starts the season next year with the Reds. That value by the deadline next year when they do want Senzel up here, let's say they hold on to Senzel as well. When they want Senzel up here, it is not going to be. His value is not going to be anywhere near where it is now. So if you're talking about just a, t- a top 100 prospect now and another guy, Next year, you're not going to get much at all. You're talking about, I think, it would be pennies on the dollar for a guy like Scooter Jeanette, who probably will regress next season. I don't know that for sure. I just I don't know if he can lead the league in hitting next year as well. Yeah, I, I, I think you're, you're mostly right there. Now, you, you never know how the, how the uh, trades are going to work out because you know if, if Scooter Jeanette is doing roughly what he's done the last two years next year and he's really the only second baseman on the market and somebody really needs a second baseman, that changes the dynamics big time. But you can't really count on that happening either. Yeah, and that that'll be the interesting thing. What about a, a guy like Rasil Iglesias? I think that that's that, that's another interesting one. I think he would get the most back in return, but obviously it would be painful to let him go. Uh, yeah, I would not actively be trying to trade him, but I also would listen to offers. Uh, I, I just think that with the team control he's got and how good he is, there's no reason to trade him just because. Uh, unless somebody's going to give you. More than you believe he's worth, I'd hold on to him. Do you think, because I think if you package maybe a couple of these guys, because I know Matt Harvey can't have a ton of value, but he's got some. 
Billy Hamilton can't have a ton of value, but he's got some. I think the idea of packaging a guy like Billy, who I, I think would have value to a contender as, as a fourth outfielder, kind of a gadget guy that comes in in the middle of the game and plays great defense down the stretch, and a starter, obviously, like Matt Harvey, if you package them together, they might have more value than if you trade them separately for spare parts. It's possible you have to find the right team that needs both, and that, that may be the more difficult part. Uh, well, well, I do think that you're right that Billy Hamilton could be a, a very valuable player for certain teams coming off the bench defensively, pinch running, things like that. It, it may also limit your market if you're trying to work those two together in the same deal. He's Doug Gray. Follow him on Twitter at DougDirt24. Let our listeners know, Doug, what you got right now on RedsMinorLeagues.com. Well, I put up a whole bunch of thoughts on the Homer Bailey to remain a starter. Um, <laughs> there's some video of the Reds' second-round pick, Lion Richardson, up. Um, he had his best start of his career last night. Um, and yes, that, that's kind of what's up there today. But I mean, every day we've got we've got new stuff about what's going on down on the farm system. That's Doug Gray. Follow him on Twitter at DougDirt24. He's on a really good website, RedsMinorLeagues.com, that, that you could check out. If you need to figure out anything down on the farm, that is my go-to. It should be your go-to as well. I had the pleasure of catching up with Doug earlier today on ESPN 1530. Well, this was fun. It's an off day for the Reds. Nothing to preview. That's all right, though, because we'll get you set for a weekend of baseball tomorrow. Catching up with Chad Dotton, RedLegNation.com. We'll have him on the show. We'll get you all set for Cardinals reds on the podcast tomorrow thank you guys so much for listening remember leave us a five-star review on itunes subscribe as well on google play spotify stitcher and every podcast posted at lockedonreds.com until next time i'm james rapine thank you so much for listening to the locked on reds podcast hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music Download the Amazon Music app today.